0: Hi what are do? How are we? <laughs> I'm Kapano Bojali and this is South A, a political podcast where we usually discuss what's happening in and around our world politically but for the next week we're taking a bit of a different approach and we're calling it seven days for Africa. This week I pretty much do the least talking and have seven amazing people from all over the continent helping us celebrate Africa Month. I hope you'll go with us on this journey as we learn what it means to be African for these young trailblazers. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to South R on your favourite listening platform to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Disclaimer. South R is an independent forum and all views expressed are my own. South R is not to be affiliated with any political bodies mentioned in the show. Any comments mentioned by listeners in response to episodes are the opinions of the listener. With this said, however, no hate speech in this house that includes sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, or any other ism or phobia you might be unfortunately living with. The listener's discretion is advised. Day 4 just over halfway through the week um if you're tuning in for the very first time welcome to South R and where have you been but besides that you are listening to the fourth day of a seven day series called seven days for Africa where I've basically gotten a few young trailblazing Africans to share their stories um because i all i met them all in south africa but they are diaspora of different um african countries which is super cool um so they have just you know came in came through and have just been doing the most um but basically this has been all a big celebration of africa day which if you didn't know is on the 25th of may every single year And allows us for a lot of introspection. It allows us as young Africans to sit down and be like, this is what they did in 1963. What is happening? Are we moving forward? Are we reaching these goals? Are we moving successfully towards Agenda 2063? Um, So, and in its quest to, you know, silence the guns, which was basically the theme for this year's Africa Day celebrations... Um, the African Union has sought out to help out in in the main crisis spots that we currently find in the continent so if you didn't know still a few civil wars and violent hotspots all over Africa and these are mainly due to you know mineral resource disputes um, just unhappiness in states a lot of upset about corruption and the lack of transparency, as well as, of course, um, rebellious groups um, that have been seen to really cause havoc in certain nations. Now, currently, the few hotspots that we know of are in the DRC, Somalia, South Sudan, Nigeria, the Central African Republic and Libya, where tens, tens of thousands of people have either been killed or displaced um and which brings us to you know the question of whether we have all these minerals we have all of these things and they bring so much conflict what is wrong is it transparency is it um are we electing the the wrong leaders you know that 's the first thing. are we electing the wrong leaders who end up being dictators who um, mismanage resources and that ends up bringing up conflict because of unhappiness in terms of what 's happening in the countries um so yeah, this obviously brings about a whole lot of conversation and with all of that being said, we can sort of look to what does Africa have and how can we move forward and Basically, we see that Africa has approximately 30 percent of the Earth's remaining mineral resources. Now, this does not only create conflict from an internal perspective, but we have outside, um, you know, parties wanting to benefit from that, which may um, create cases of neocolonialism, which I'll just discuss a little bit towards the end. But um, basically, we see, you know, our mineral resources being heavily, heavily um demanded all over the world and that is bound to bring up conflict um seven of the 10 um, top countries with the largest annual net loss of forested area are also in africa so we find a lot of deforestation happening in africa which is could lead to very detrimental um climate change or climate changes rather in terms of you know less grazing lands and a whole lot of things. And our m- African economies heavily depend on your agricultural sectors, um, which could be impacted if this continues. Primary forests shrink by an average of 40,000 square kilometers each year, with most significant losses heavily in heavily forested countries, such as the DRC, as well as Gabon. And Nigeria is the fourth largest export, of oil in the world and Africa's biggest oil producer with 2.2 million barrels produced every day. The top 10 oil producers in order are Nigeria, Algeria, Angola, Libya, Egypt, Sudan, Equatorial Guinea, the GRC, Gabon, as well as South Africa. And this now you can see the correlation between these countries that have resources that have oil are also found in you know the category of have having internal displacement and conflict and so forth so as much as you know we are blessed there are a few things that need to be you know sort of sorted out and kinks to be unravelled um The continent also has the largest reserves of precious metals with over 40% of the gold reserves, 60% of cobalt and 90% of platinum reserves. Um, Again, speaks to how rich we are in minerals and how you would think that we are developing, you know, at a great pace with all of this, you know, um, natural resource wealth, but we're not. Um, And we need to question why. We need to continuously ask ourselves, what is wrong? What is wrong with our systems? What is wrong with how we do work? Um, And so forth. China is Africa's top trade partner with Sino-African trade volumes nearing about $200 billion per year. And this speaks to, obviously, China's wanting to create a new global economic order and wanting to really shift how we look at economics all, all over the world. Um, this has sort of been disturbed by, you know, COVID-19, but they are still going ahead. And one day I will do an episode on all the initiatives that China has been, you know, at the forefront of in terms of trying to create a new global economic order. Um, if you guys also want me to do a episode where I just go into depth in terms of the wars that are happening in africa or hot spots what they're about what is being fought for and all of that just let me know and i'll just do an in-depth vibes on that um but lastly neocolonialism is basically said to be one of the biggest threats um right now looking at africa and in a brief way neocolonialism neo-colonialism sorry is the use of economic political cultural or any other pressures to control or influence countries especially former dependencies now i said in the first episode of seven days for africa out of the 55 countries that were um you know that africa currently has 53 of them were uh colonialized or were you know under colonial rule so basically Every country or most countries in Africa are not immune to neocolonialism. Um, and this really does make us question I always question personally I don't know about you guys, but I always question, you know, if some Western country is like, "Oh, we'll do this for you," And I always think to myself, "What is the catch?" Um, and I think that 's what African countries need to start thinking, what is the catch why why are you doing this for us for what how are you going to benefit from it um, and start really really analyzing contracts when we sign them but anyway, in today's episode, I have brother and sister duo Jason and Joyce Chiyoyo uh, Jason is a Bcom Marketing student and unit leader at Water 7.2. and Joyce is a junior legal consultant and they of course have some gems and bars to, you know, throw at us so do enjoy
1: Hi everyone uh, I'm Jason Chiyoyo I'm an African, uh, and I'm here with my sister.
2: Hi, everybody. My name is Joyce Chiyoyo, and I am a South African, and we are...
1: We're both South African, born with Congolese descent. Yes. So, yeah, here are some...
2: So, here's some quick facts about Congo. So, the full name of our country is the Democratic Republic of Congo, and our capital is Kinshasa. It's also the largest city in the country. And we have five official languages, namely Lingala, Swahili, Chiluba, Kikongo, and French.
1: So the country gained independence 1960 to be exact, June 30th, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so it's coming up. Independence Day is coming up 60 years soon. Uh, actually, yeah, in a month's time, basically. Um, the current president is Felix Chissikiri. Yeah. I hope I pronounced it right, but.
2: And he literally became president last year, yeah. so it's been like a little bit over a year.
1: And the previous president was
2: actually Joseph Kabila.
1: Joseph Kabila, who, who you'd say is a dictator.
2: Basically, yeah.
1: yeah. But enough of that. Um, the country is situated Central Africa. Um,
2: just, about.
1: just about Central Africa. The equator is actually in the northern part of the country, so you can imagine it, it's quite it's quite hot in Congo.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the population is about eighty four million. Eighty four
2: million. I'm, yeah. yeah. Eighty
1: four million. And the Congolese franc. Yeah. Is the country used currency used?
2: Uh, the Congolese franc
1: is the currency used in the country. Mm-hmm. So, what's your story, you know? Um, did your parents move here or were you born? Well, no, obviously your parents moved here. Or our parents.
2: So, yeah, basically my dad moved here um, in 1991 on the 20th of December. And um, I guess he was just looking for a better life, honestly. And my mom moved here on the 9th of September in 1992 with our older brother. Yeah who was two at the time. So, yeah, guys. What does
1: it mean to be... What does it mean to you to be African? To be an
2: African. Mm. For me, being an African means to have pride. It means to be individual, to be unique. And um, being an African means to be diverse. You know, because we're all different, we're all. Um, there's a whole bunch of diversity amongst us. So it needs to be diverse, to be unique, and to have pride, basically.
1: Um, personally, it's the same, yeah. Being African makes me proud, you know. Growing up, I can't say the same thing. You know, growing up, I uh, was like, now I want to move to Europe. I want yeah. to do all of this, I want to do that. And I, I had nothing to do with, I don't want to do African, you know. But now, yeah, I'm now proud. I'm
2: proud, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm happy to say I'm an African. And I've grown up, I've grown to love it. So yeah, being an African, it makes me proud. It,
2: mm. yeah,
1: it gives me pride to be an African. Uh, next question. Can you speak a language native to your country? If not, do you experience or judgment from family, friends?
2: Okay, so I and don't know...
1: what can you what languages can you speak? What
2: languages can I speak? So I don't know about Jason, but I can speak Lingala. And um, I'm not fluent in French, but I try. And yeah, like the rest of them, no. We basically kind of should know how to speak Chiluba, but we know nothing about that. But I can speak Lingala like proper. Uh,
1: for me, my French is better than my Lingala. Mm. But you know, luckily... At home, we can say like Lingala words, and my mom will know what we mean, we're saying, or she'll help us, or she'll correct, you know.
2: And we can just mix like all the languages together and we'll understand what we're saying. So you can just mix like French and the Lingala and a bit of English, and we get it.
1: And I wouldn't say we receive judgment, like, you know, whenever you speak to uncles on the phone or aunts. And you speak Lingala, they actually see it like, hey, he's trying. Yeah, actually they actually like
2: proud, yeah. 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 So we don't really receive judgment. Mm. I feel like maybe when we were younger and we struggled, when we were younger, we didn't know how to speak yeah. Lingala. We only learned it like as we got older. So I think maybe judgment came like, because we also couldn't speak French that good. But now that we're older, like, family is really happy to hear mm. us when we speak like in Lingala and stuff.
1: And I think, especially when they come here to South Africa, they try speak English to us, yeah, and we don't judge them, you know, so I think that's why it goes both ways
2: yeah so it's all good on that
1: end mm-hmm. uh, any th- any interesting facts about congo
2: um, Congo I think Congo is the richest country in terms of natural resources and minerals. Mm-hmm. I think we've got that in the bag, like we've got cobalt we've got copper, and we have one of the largest forests in the in africa so i really think we're like the richest country
1: yeah no, that's true um so what do you miss most about congo when you're out there or what do you love most because obviously we haven't been to congo much you yeah know.
2: so i've only been to congo once it and was been, my first and last time
1: and i've been twice and i was what seven and ten at the time now yeah. i'm what twenty two so I haven't yeah been so in I was like
2: fifteen and i'm twenty six so it was a while ago when I went but um what I love about Congo is the vibe. the vibe is nice, everybody's together, family is like there, everybody's kind and welcoming, and also despite the circumstances, you wouldn't even know because everybody's just like willing to help, everybody's just there for you, and it's nice just. You know, being with family, spending time with family, you get fed a lot.
1: Yeah, like you eat your favorite Congolese dishes every day. Every day. If you're there for a week, seven days of the week, every day. It's
2: it's nice. It's nice. The vibe is nice. You know.
1: Look and Congolese people, the music is good. Mm. So I think that's that's one thing I love about Congo. Uh, The music good, and obviously we can get the music right now, just like this.
2: Yeah. The music is good and one thing i miss about congo is the family that's there yeah. obviously we don't get to see them not even every year like we barely see them so yeah
1: yeah i think the one year we had um from my mom said we had her siblings here. Yeah, that was
2: that was nice yeah, that, that most of her siblings great, yeah. came and they brought congo here to sa yeah. basically
1: so uh the next question is do you think Congo has reached its potential. If not, what do you think is holding the country back? And if you do think so, what are the things that other African countries can learn from Congo? Oh. Personally, I don't yeah. think Congo has reached its full potential.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, and I don't think it will anytime soon.
2: Anytime soon.
1: Because there's a there's a lot of politi- politics going on. Um,
2: um We're getting there. Yeah we're not gonna get there anytime soon but um i think politics plays a huge role in this i think there's a lot of um uh corruption in the politics and also with the former president that we had like he caused a whole lot of havoc and you know it was a mess so we just need to work on the politics um there's a lot of poverty in congo um So I don't think we're going to get there anytime soon. But with the right mindset, eventually we'll get there.
1: Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, if we can all just focus the attention on one thing. If
2: we can all just unite, honestly.
1: If we can all focus on the the battle against poverty, then Mm. surely we can win at the end of the day.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you think Africa will ever be able to function like the EU? Do you think this is something that... We can walk towards we can aspire to be like. Yeah.
2: Not anytime soon, hey. Um nothing is impossible but I don't think we can do it anytime soon. Because I mean, like leadership not just in Congo but around Africa mm-hmm. is a bit of a of a problem, you know. There's a lot of greed in leadership. Um there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of corruption. Um, it 's like a dog eat dog world, so once we get out of that mindset and get into a more united mindset, I think it can work. but first steps is to even get out of that mindset. Everybody just wants to fend for themselves and not fend for their neighbor
1: yeah, no, I agree with you i don 't i don 't think we can or rather, I do think we can, and it will be great for us
2: yeah. to be able
1: to, but yeah with the corruption. In terms of leadership in different countries, not necessarily Congo, mm. different countries on the continent, um, I don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Like the same currency, uh, actually, in my opinion, it will do us better.
2: Yeah, we I could think it will do like us that, better you
1: know? if we could share resources like that. You know that it, it mm. would do us a great good. But yeah, like like you said, there's there's politics, you know, politics and corruption. Yeah. Um so what are some stereotypes about Congo that aren't true?
2: Okay. Wow. Well,
1: look, everyone thinks that Congolese people can dance.
2: I am of that opinion.
1: My sister will say it's true. Yeah. Personally, I don't think so. But maybe I say that because I can't. But I I think yeah. No. I don't think every Congolese person can dance.
2: I personally think um, all Congolese people can dance. You just need to find your rhythm. Like, yeah.
1: Another stereotype would be
2: that... Um, I think a lot of people think that all, if not most, Congolese women and men bleach their skin. And that is definitely not true. I know skin bleaching is like a taboo topic like all over africa and yes there are people that do it in congo but not everybody does it and yes as much as we are there by the equator you do get some lighter skinned congolese people but yeah i know a lot of people think all congolese people bleach their skin and that's not true
1: uh another stereotype is the way they dress like the bright colors or, like, African print all the time. African print suits, especially, you know. I think, look, we've moved on. I think maybe that's a thing of the past, rather. Mm. Uh, I think now uh, a lot of us are very into modern things, so we're not... We don't dress with African print clothing, although we do have our traditional clothing, which we wear to weddings.
2: Yeah, we wear, like, the African prints and traditional clothing like when we're supposed to when we go to weddings special occasions but it's not an everyday thing like in congo like no and some people think all our clothes are like just african print but it's not the case
1: oh and they also assume well in South africa look everyone assumes that you know every each other like you say no i'm congolese and they're like oh really I know this person also. Do you know them? Do you know them? And just because we're Congolese, they assume, you know. Mm-hmm. And that may happen. Like It's a rare chance where, I, hey, I actually do know the person. Yeah. But it's not all the time. Uh, the last question. What's the one thing that you hope for every young African?
2: Um, okay. Um, I'm just hoping that every young African gets a chance to be heard, gets a chance to be understood without being judged and without being overlooked i think this is our time to really um, be equal i really want us to stand for equality both men and women um, in the workplace everywhere in every aspect i really stand for equality for young people equal pay um, equal opportunities for young girls for women education like
1: that's my vibe. Yeah, no, I believe that every young African can win. Yeah. We can win at this life thing, you know. Um not everyone is as privileged as my sister and I, but look, we can all get an an education.
2: Or
1: mm. well, that's my hope. That we can all get good ed- education. We can all like win, we can all get jobs. Like I said, the, our number one fight should be against poverty, not yeah. each other, so I just think that we we should every young African should be able to to be successful in life
2: yeah, just to be heard yeah. just to be heard, be understood, I just think that every young African deserves to be given a chance a chance that's all.
1: Yeah. A, a chance, and there should be that like, you know?
2: yeah a chance at life, a chance at. Opportunity is just a chance at everything. Like, we all need to win, we know all need to go forward together because nobody can stay behind.
1: Yeah. Stronger together. Yeah. And that is us, that is it from my sister and I. I'm an African. My name is Jason Chirio.
2: I'm an African, and my name is Joyce Chirio. Bye.
0: Thank you so much to Joyce as well as Jason for reminding us to exercise the voices that we have because they are so, so important. And to secondly, remember that how we treat each other is how other people will treat us. If we understand that we're from a powerhouse with billions of people on it, then we enable ourselves to stand in the strength that comes with being african don't forget to rate us to comment on our social media it is at south our podcast on instagram as well as twitter and to also follow and subscribe on your favorite listening platform so that you don't miss an episode with that being said i'll see you on the next episode bye